Hey, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of the Five Tool Baseball Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. This is episode 64. Uh, we had to kind of move some things around this week, so we'll just be courting, I believe, once um, on Wednesday today, uh, as we'll be out at games later this week. Uh, but we've got plenty to talk about today. Drew and I both went to three playoff games um, after we last talked to y'all. Um, over this past weekend on Friday and Saturday. But first off, Drew, did you did you see the Reed Detmers no-hitter last night? Uh, so I I woke up, or I, I turned it on when I was watching. I just fell asleep to MLB Network. And yeah. I woke up to the celebration of it. So that's usually how my nights go. Whenever <laughs> Mary goes to sleep, I flip it over to MLB Network or whatever game is on. Um, but I was flipping back and forth between the Rangers and Royals and then a little bit of DBU Oklahoma State, which was a wild game. That game was wild. Yeah, that game was yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny, like the NCAA baseball uh, Twitter page, they they just they label every time a, a team wins over a team ranked higher than them than them as an upset. upset. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, come on. Like it's, it's a, this it's isn't Tuesday midweek and it, yeah. DBU is the home team. Like DBU right. is really good. Like, yeah, that, that's still what always drive me nuts too. And they do that for college football games. Like, Oh my gosh, this, this unranked team, but this ranked team is like, well, they're at home and they are four point favorite. Like what, what, that's not right. really an upset, but did you see the Anthony Rendon Homer? That, was wild and not surprising. So, but. like, I, I look, throwing a no hitter is obviously an amazing achievement because there's not many guys that have done that. And the do the way, do it the way Detmers did it. Um, two strikeouts, but I mean, he's throwing all his pitches for strikes, change up, curveball, slider, fastball. I mean, he was just carving those guys up pretty easily. And that's one of the reasons why he's able to do it because he was still efficient in the ninth inning. But, like, I kept going back to the Rendon homer and I was like, that might be more impressive than throwing a no hitter. It's like your first time ever to get in there hitting left-handed and to hit a ball, a homer, like what was like a 411 foot homer, like with your first swing. Like I, I, like you said, knowing him, it's, it's not, it's not as surprising as it would be if we didn't know a little bit about Anthony Rendon, but like, I, I could not believe that. I could not believe that, you know, with the, the way the balls are playing right now and all that stuff, like, and he had to generate some bat speed because he's facing Brett Phillips, position player, who was only throwing about 60 miles an hour. I, I was stunned. I watched that like probably 20 times um, again this morning because I could not believe that he got in there left-handed and hit that homer. Uh, yeah. A- Anthony, for me, he, he's still one of the like few people, probably three, four five guys in my entire time at Texas that I just felt like every time he came up, he was going to hit a home run. Yeah. It's just like, it's like the, the fence doesn't matter where it is because he'll hit it over it. It's just, he, he's just one of those guys. And I even like, after we knocked them out of a regional in Austin and I remember like waiting he was the player, one of the players that they chose to um, to designate for the post game press conference after they were eliminated. And I waited around to just like shake his hand and say, "Man, like it's it's been fun watching you play because he's just one of those guys, one of the best college players ever, and just man amongst boys at that level, which you know doesn't happen often." No, I remember he, that regional you're talking about because 
people were starting to get afraid where they were parking their cars in left field because he kept hitting line drives over the left field fence. Yeah, gonna gonna have to cancel some tennis. Cancel. <laughs> yeah. te- well, I don't know if tennis has been, even been uh, was even around then. No, it wasn't, it, had, it wasn't. That, there yet. Okay, yeah, because like that would have been something they would have had to monitor, just like yeah, pause like whenever when he's up to bat. Yeah, that big parking lot back there. And it's yeah. just like he started, he just kept hitting line drives out there. People had to like be aware of where they were parking because he, like, and he, I, I met him. Um, I was at, uh, when the Texas was playing at Rice one of the opening weekends, he was there being honored. And I met him and I shook his hand. And you understand how he could hit the way he did because I felt like he broke my hand with a handshake. Like his hands yeah, were bare paws. so yeah. big and so unbelievably strong. Like the only other guy that's ever, I've ever had that like handshake is, is Andrew Billings who ended up being a first round pick out of Baylor in the NFL. And um, I was like, okay, I get it now. Like those hands are just different. That's, that's one of the reasons why you hit as well as you did, but yeah, just a crazy night of baseball last night with the, uh, the Reed Detmers, no header and the Anthony Rendon hitting Homer from, from the left side. And unfortunately I had Corey Kluber active in two fantasy lineups, which uh Three innings, eleven hits, eight or runs. That's gonna that's gonna leave a sting on the old ratios for a while. Mm. It's that point in the year where like you move up in the roto standings, like like one of those outings will send you down like ten points, whereas a Reed Detmer's no hitter like sends you up like six or seven points. Um, so yeah, that wasn't a, that was good. But I mean, what about what about Martin Perez? You met, you brought the Rangers, and I was I almost I picked him up, him. picked him up, picked him up for last night's outing. Dude, I, I considered it and I like he pitched for the Red Sox and I just he'd always have these moments where he'd have like three or four starts. It's like, man, he looks really good. And then it would kind of fall apart. But he had 20 swings and misses last night. Like he's a guy that typically, you know, pitches to contact, control, command guy, weak contact, kind of the cutter, the sinker and and that sort of thing. Like when he was really good, it was just because he wasn't giving up hard contact. But Right. Six strikeouts, but 20 whiffs. I, I can't recall him ever having that many whiffs before. And I'm looking back, he had 10 on the sinker, which is incredible amount for a sinker. And then only two on the cutter, six on the changeup, a couple on the fastball curve. Like, man, he's been throwing the ball really, really well. But yeah, good pickup by you. I stared at his name a lot. And I ended up just, I just couldn't pull the trigger, but I should have because the Royals have been terrible. Um it seems like offenses are kind of getting going again, but who knows with this baseball. I've seen uh, Meredith Willis, who's like an astrophysicist who studies like the baseball, is like had a good thread yesterday, and it was just like it was very, very discouraging. Like pitchers were talking about it feeling feeling squishy and like all these differences with the seams and everything else. So um, it's kind of weird. But yeah, you brought it up and I look and I was like, man, Martin Perez absolutely threw the heck out of the ball last night. So um, good day, hey, Rangers creeping up closer to five hundred. Man, if they could score any, if they if they could have scored any runs in New York, they might have had a clean sweep of that series. Oh like the, yeah, I, they I pitched forgot. out of their minds, but lost. Yeah, you know, like three one. Dane Dunning's really been coming on lately. Perez yeah. has been throwing well. Feels like they're kind of getting the bullpen figured out a little bit. Corey Seager hit a couple of bombs last night, so yeah, maybe they're kind of turning the corner a little bit. Uh, but anyway, let, let's get to our games that we saw. The high school playoffs are rocking and rolling. Everybody's into the, the round two uh, right now. A lot of exciting matchups happen. A lot of exciting matchups to come. I, I'm 
I'm personally excited because there's a lot of a lot of good matchups um, in my neck of the woods. Um, as a lot of those San Antonio teams are starting to match up against those Austin teams, which creates a lot of um, really, really good matchups as well. But uh, I, I started my playoff uh, playoff trip down in the North Houston area, um, seeing Tomball and Bridgeland. You know, it's one of the cool things about the state of Texas is I was at Bridgeland for a 4 p.m. game, and then I literally only had to drive five minutes to Cy Ranch for a 7.30 p.m. 6-day playoff game. Like, I don't know any other state that has that sort of thing where you could just park yourself at one playoff game in 6-day and drive five minutes to find another one. But um, Bridgeland ended up winning this game, but Tomball actually came back and won the series to go on to the next round. But uh, Bridgeland won the game I was at, and uh, a lot of the reason why was Justin Kim, uh, a senior going to Princeton. Uh, he was yep. up to 91 I- miles an hour. He um, was he was awesome when I saw him early this summer. I yeah, was really yeah. impressed with him. Yeah, and, then, not, and another guy that I'll see, you know, talking about that Ivy League connection. I'm hoping to see Tate Evans this week. So we'll we'll see when he ends up throwing. But I'm gonna see Marcus. But sorry, yeah, go ahead. The Ivy the Ivy League schools are uh, doing a pretty good job, especially in the state of Texas. Some of these guys are pulling out of here, but. He was up to 91 miles an hour, kind of manipulated shape, his breaking ball a little bit, really competitive, threw strikes, um, quick arm. I mean, that's a really good get for Princeton. Uh, Ryan Williams kind of did his thing, a couple knocks. Nico Fernandez, you know, UT Dallas, I've, I've come across a couple of their guys recently. Yeah. And I think they're doing a really good job um, with the guys they're getting in their program. But he stood out the bat. He also stood out when I saw Bridgeland earlier this year. Uh, but to me, like beyond Justin Kim doing his thing, um, Miles Siptak, a guy that we've we've heard some about, yep, super sophomore athletic. outfielder, awesome athlete, um, really moves well. He's got that that you know some guys you kind of watch how they run and move around. They have that athletic twitchy bounce in their step. Yep. Yep, That's he him. Can fly. Play center field, get down the line, three point nine two on a bunt, uh, hit the ball hard twice, including one into the gap. He's, I think he's going to be a dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you start looking at the way the tools kind of grayed out right now, what they look like in the future, track the ball naturally in center field. I think he's got a chance to stick there, especially with the way he runs and his athleticism looked like the arm was pretty decent as well. Um, uncommitted guy right now, but I have a feeling that when college programs really start to focus on 2024 yeah. and when we start to do our list for that class, he's going to be a guy that's going to be really popular uh, mm-hmm. I left a big fan of him. Um, Tomball had a pretty quiet game that game. Um, you know, it was good to see Chase Moore back out at shortstop. I know he had dealt with a, an injury earlier this year. He actually ended up pitching six, uh, six and a third shutout innings on Saturday, which I was, I was surprised because I was watching him throw at shortstop. And it was like, it looked like he was still kind of bothered by that, but he ended up pitching uh, almost a complete game shutout for Tomball in their, their first Saturday game to help them stay alive. But um, every time I see him, like his bat speed looks like it's ticked up a little bit. Um, and we know how important that is to really create some impact with the baseball. Um, carried Aaron Bide, uh, a catcher utility committed to Florida in the 2024 class. He actually played third base this game um, and handled it, handled it pretty well. Um, and I didn't really know what to expect there for a guy that was predominantly a catcher, but um, strong arm, moved pretty well at third base. And then Alan Lopez, uh, a junior committed to Houston, got down the line really quick um, in the four twos. Um, a, a guy that uh, hits leadoff for Tomball, kind of making some things happen for them. But Tomball ended up punching their ticket there. 
winning the next two games, which uh, it's a bummer for Bridgeland because Murphy Brooks has been dealing with a broken finger. So mm. he, I believe, wasn't able to start any games, which, man, you lose your horse as you're heading into the postseason. That's that's a tough one to stomach there. But um, Tomball moves on and uh, Bridgeland. Bridgeland's going to be a team that's 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 going to be good again next year with SIPTAC. They've got a couple of other um, sophomores and juniors that got an opportunity to make some noise down there. But, um, you know, Tomball moves on to uh, to the second round. Yeah. And I, I was able to see Rockwall uh, play Rowlett. Um, you know, another Cross Lake rivalry, um, one that I was a part of multiple times. And, you know, sh- shout out to our buddies, um, Kyle Hancock and Danny Hamlin over at Rowlett and who run the Texas Oilers. But I sat with uh, Kyle for quite a bit. He had his coming out party. I think it was his sophomore year. He beat us um, in a game where he was just dominating. and everyone was like, who is this guy? Um, we did win the series. I will say that. And just that's the but, most important thing. Right. Right. So we got to got to get his name out there, but also came back and won the series. But just had to get that in there. But um, yeah, so heated heated game. Rowlett was a scrappy team. Um, Odessa College commit Antonelli Sabateri. Great uh, name. Was, yeah. I mean, he played big time at the game I was at. He's been a good player all year. Odessa College commit, like I said, uh, he hit a three run bomb, um, was three for four in that Thursday game. And I, you know, true to form, like pretty much every game I go to somehow ends up in extra innings. And in this one, they went to extra innings, two to two. Runners on base, uh, foul ball smokes the umpire right in oh, right no. in, right in throat. Like he oh. went down. It was it was really scary. He was down for about thirty minutes, and then they came back. And that first batter hits a three run bomb to take the lead in the top of the eighth, five to two. Um, so Rockwall comes to bat in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, Hunter Holt led off with the with a walk, um, and then they got back to the top of the lineup. And the big name guys for Rockwall did what they're supposed to do. Reebok, Clutch, getting on base, Braden Randall, and then uh, Andrew Tellia hits a three-run, uh, I guess it's a, I don't know how you, center fielder misplayed it. So ended up on third base, scored three runs. Braden Randall ran straight through a stop sign. And it was <laughs> funny, like, you you saw him coming around. Like, the only way that he wasn't going to stop is if Barry tackled him, Coach Rose tackled him. <laughs> Um, but he was just going, he scored and then, um, and then Overstreet got the sack fly for the winning run. But, you know, the big name guys for Rockwall, Mac Rose was good, uh, really good on the mound. And mm-hmm. I think it, I mean, it, it was interesting cause you know, he, he'd been moving the ball all over the, uh, both sides of the plate all game. And right before the home run, uh, they ended up having to change up, change out the umpires and right before the home run, he made a pitch that he'd gotten called all night long. It yeah. would have been for the strikeout and it, did, it didn't call it. And then he ended up with the home run, but you know, Matt came back and um, got on base in that inning and, you know, just, you know, continues to be a big, a big player for, for the, for the yellow jackets. Um, but they lost on Friday and ended up winning on Saturday to move on. Um, they play Waco midway this week. Uh, but I was impressed with Rowlett. They they played good, solid baseball, mm-hmm. really good defensively in that Thursday game when I was there. Um, so, but yeah, Rowlett I mean, it, is, just, is that the home of Brandon Loy? Brandon Loy, yeah, yeah and, then, and Kyle Cheeseboro. 
yeah, friend, yeah, of, friend right. of the podcast, friend of the podcast. Yeah. But it, it was a hard fought game, good series. Um, and you know, that, that led into the next night, another, um, another extra inning game, uh, between <laughs> you guys are getting the, a lot of those in the Dallas area, <laughs> but it, it's good baseball. You know, that, yeah. that's what, that's what makes it fun. But, uh, McKinney Boyd versus Coppell, um, got to see Ben Abel again, mm-hmm. uh, was really, really good dominant. He went six innings, um, nine K's was just in the zone. Um, and, you know, credit to Coppell. They hung in there, found a way to scratch out two runs and go to extra innings. And then Tanner Seaver with the uh, big game-winning double, um, opposite field double off the wall to score. Um, to score, let's see, I guess it would have been Polk. Yeah, he scored He scored Walker Polk for the game-winning run. But um, our guy from the academic team, Andrew Nestor, started on the mound, um, you know, and they, I guess they saved Pompey for the, for the next game, but, um, he was really good. Will Boylan came in in relief, went three innings, getting eight K's and wow, man, he, he, in the seventh and the eighth McKinney Boyd had runners on first and second with no outs and he bared down, got out of it. But Nestor, I give him a lot of credit because, um, Boyd had some momentum in the first inning. They hit a monster two run home run mm. and, he just, you know, it, he had a rough first inning, but he battled and got out of it, only allowing two runs, and then just started throwing up zeros. And before you look up, it's still only gave up two runs through uh, through five. So he kept them in the game, which I know is what Coach Howard, you know, that's why he went with Nestor in game one, is he knew what he was going to get from the yeah. senior. Um, and, you know, he's just steady player, really good player, um, uncommitted right now, but you know, I, I just can't imagine that he doesn't play baseball in college. He's too good for that. Um, mm-hmm. Just a really good – I mean, that, that's a loaded loaded Coppell team, and he's hit second for a good chunk of the year. Um, just a winning baseball player. But he was good. Um, TJ Pompey was good. Uh, you can just – it's fun to watch him just field and throw the ball from short yeah. in between innings. I yeah. mean, it's, it, it's so pretty. Like, he just has that natural ability and feel and – you know, it just it looks like slow motion almost because it's so easy for him, uh, right? He's one of those guys that just never – nothing ever looks hard for him. But mm-hmm. he was good at the plate, found his way on base, drew some walks, got hit by pitch, but a couple of stolen bases. Um, so he he was really good. Uh, Walker Polk was good. Um, he had some good at-bats, man. But it, it, was a, it was a good environment. Like I said, uh, Ben Abel was as advertised. You know, I talked to – coach Howard from Coppell before and after the game. And he was like, you know, they weren't sure, you know, their, their biggest goal going into it was like, let's try to get his pitch count up, you know, let's get him out of there. And man, they, they were, they were really, they were really bearing down in the bats. Um, you know, like I said, Abel had nine K's and was dominant at times, mm-hmm. but Coppell just didn't give in and they just kind of fought their way through it and held on and then got the, got the three, two win on Thursday and then ended up, I think winning, I think it was three to two again on Saturday. So they moved on and they played Jesuit this week, which should be a good series. But I think, you know, Coppell's got a chance, man. They just, they play really, really good baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we talk about all the time, these teams that can pitch and play defense and are good up the middle. Um, they're always going to have a chance. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, they played Jesuit. That's that should be a good one. But yeah, it looked like Abel. It like from the 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 video you guys got. I mean, it, it's 
it's a it's a unique delivery but like it's just like the fastball is just like on a line like it's just you know it's a dart that just comes in there and we know he doesn't throw like 95 but still the way it plays like out of that delivery and out of that slot and stuff like that it's it's it can be really really tough to pick up but yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, an uncommitted senior that's that's too good enough to keep playing. I, I saw one um, as well when I was down at Cy Ranch for that second game Friday night uh, when I went to go see Cy Ranch against Klein Kane. And um, Alex Renfro, who started on the mound for Cy Ranch, he's a senior. He actually catches a little bit for them, too. I saw him um, in February when I went to a scrimmage, and he, he was an interesting player then. You know, he had some swings and misses on a slider. The velocity wasn't big, but he was throwing strikes. He he was a legitimate catcher behind the plate and he started and threw into the, into the sixth inning of what ended up being a shutout win for Cy Ranch over Klein Kane. And, you know, he was only up to 86, 84, 85 mostly, but through a ton of strikes, um, you know, his slider is almost like a cutter. Um, but he, he had some success with that. He started mixing his change up to both lefties and righties showed a curveball as well. But like he, like, you know, if like you were saying, if you just simplify it, okay, the guy pitches and catches for one of the best teams in the area that won its district, that he hits in a pretty decent spot in the lineup. Like he carries himself like a like a great competitor. Coach knows what he's gonna get out of him. I was talking texting with Coach Cephas, um, checking in on him. I was like, hey, is this kid still uncommitted? And he's like, Yeah, and he's pitched like that all year, like just gets out there, competes, throws strikes nobody scores any runs on them. And like that kind of guy is, is, is too good not to keep playing baseball. So, I mean, if you're a D2 coach or a D3 coach in the area and you, you tune in, um, highly recommend guys like that, that like they're a part of success and, and they're a big part of success, whether it's leadership, performance, um, whatever it is. So um, he ended up um, throwing deep into that game against Klein Kane. Uh, Cy Ranch ended up winning that game and then ended up winning the series um, but it was really good to see Christian Salazar back in the lineup 2022, Rice Sidey, a guy I saw in the fall. I saw him in the summer, and then I saw him again in the fall, and I was a huge fan. Um, one of my favorite swings in the class from the right side. He was back in the lineup in center field. He's been dealing with a back injury for most of the year. Um, looked apart um, on Friday, um, got down the line 4.29. Another time he was down there in 4.3, um, played well defensively. Um, the swing stood out, just just missed a homer. He kind of caught the top of the ball a little too much. He had a top spin liner to deep left field, made contact um, every time he was in there. Um, big fan of him. I, I think that he's got a real chance uh, to possibly make an impact early on at Rice. One of those guys that can just time velocity, whether it's mid-80s, upper 80s. Um, I, I've seen him face some real stuff before in the summer and the fall, and he just times it um, every single time. But uh, Tobias Motley – um, Rice commitment in the 2023 class. Um, I think that his skill is, is kind of trended up since I've last seen him. You know, I saw them in February, um, saw them again this past week, and he looks like a little bit of a better player. The game's kind of slowing down for him a little bit. I like that he makes adjustments. He did this last time I saw him. Punched out the first at bat um, against Ryan Hanks, who's one of the best pitchers in the area. Um, and then the next couple of bats, hard contact. Got down the line of 4.15. He's an athletic player. Um, I think he's he's got a chance to stick at shortstop. I mean, if he, he's he's playing it well at the high school level, but if that skill keeps going, um, he's got a chance to stick there. And then, you know, we talked a lot about HBU, and I, I saw they just grabbed a commitment from this guy last week or two weeks ago, Joshua Ibe, 
Uh, he's a power hitter that's been hitting in the middle of that Cy Ranch lineup. He's got a lot of raw, raw power, um, and he gets to it in games, too. He had a couple of rockets um, in this game than I was at. So the HBU continues to do a really good job on the recruiting trail. I've seen them out a little bit recently, too, at playoff games, one of the few colleges uh, I've seen out then. But uh, Cy Ranch got the win on that one. Ryan Hanks, um, kind of a tough night for him. His defense didn't really help him out much. Um, Klein Kane's catching situation was was a little bit, I could tell, was a little bit frustrating for him. Um, he was up to 89. The curveball was inconsistent. Um, I, I think that kind of once things got off the rails a little bit defensively, it kind of affected his control some. Uh, but he's heading to Arizona State, and, and Arizona State's got to be excited about that one. But, yeah, Cy Ranch continues to win. You know, I remember when I was seeing them early in the year, it's like they're well coached. They really compete. They play catch, um, and they just figure out ways to win games. And they've got a sophomore outfielder, too, Jackson Priest, who I noted in February. Um, he stood out again. Uh, looks like a guy that's, you know, as he matures, could be one of those all-around tool sets. Not as fast as a mile sip tack, but kind of that mold of a – an athletic guy that can run a little bit. He lets the ball in play, uses all parts of the field, takes really advanced at bats for his age. So I think that he's a guy that in that 2024 class is probably going to get some, maybe it's more mid-major, but he's going to get some D1 attention, I think, from coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And we on Saturday, we uh, Brooks and I are headed over to Highland Park to see a, a matchup that happens, feels like almost every year um, in the playoffs. But Highland Park and Cleburne, um, you know, both schools have a lot of history of success uh, at the high school baseball level. Um, uh, Cleburne ended up winning and man, they just, you know, they just played scrappy baseball and it just felt like it was on, it was on repeat. They were just poking balls through the, through the four hole uh, just between first and second base and being very opportunistic. Um, a couple of guys that stood out for me in that game, uh, Cooper Schneider, center fielder uh, from, um, from Cleburne is elite defensively. I mean, just, just the way he tracks the ball is fun to watch. Like he's a guy that it just, you know, I don't know how fast he is, but it doesn't really matter because he gets to everything and is in a great position to, to do so. Like, I bet I, he'd be he, a good S2 guy. I, I mean, he just like, just, he's just one of those guys we talk about just the way he catches the yep. ball. Like, you know, he can put his glove somewhere, you know, five seconds before the ball lands and the ball is going to land in his club. And it's just, he, he has a, he has an elite feel for the position and you can just tell that playing outfields, like, you know, a walk in the park for him all the time, but he's a Dodge city commit um, member of the 22 uh, Texas Sticks scout team. Uh, but fun to watch him um, on the mound in game three for Cleburne was Pedro Martinez. Um, oh, hello. Who, yeah, it was fun. He he battled and got out of some jams and got on base a couple of times. Speaking of Pedro, um, if 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 you're tuning into the YouTube version, I've got here. This was the gift I got from uh, from my wedding group. Pedro whoa. Martinez signed rubber with the Hall of Fame 2015 on there. So from your you got from your what your wedding group? Um, what do you call it when your your groomsmen get you a gift for your wedding? Huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. Do you remember? Do you need to? Do you need to text your groomsmen? Like that's. I mean, I know I got my groomsmen gifts, but I don't remember getting. Yeah, yeah, no, like yeah, that's that. Yeah, you need to mark that down. Write that down. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe need to go back and claim. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Yeah. when you mentioned Pedro, I had I had to I had to get the mound out. Okay. Yeah, but 
He was good. Uh, I think Cleburne ended up winning six to one. Uh, they had a big top of the sixth where they scored four runs um, and kind of separated themselves. But they came back and uh, Highland Park had some uh, some chances in the bottom of the sixth where they were. Um, uh, they had I think they had, ended up with bases loaded and either got one run or no runs. But yeah, it was. It, the, the game was closer than the score. Mm-hmm. Um, but cause it was, I mean, it was still in doubt, uh, you know, bottom of the six, they had a, every chance to get back in. And there was a, there, they had a really controversial call. Um, I think it was the second batter of the inning. They'd walk the first guy and next guy get, gets hit on a three, two count. And they called him out. I guess they said he, you know, tried to get hit, but I, they called him out. So they I don't know. Him- out yeah so i don't is that is is that the rule like if you intentionally try to get hit it's a strike or the the Mm. umpire has judgment as to whether it would have been a strike i'm not i don't know i don't know what the rule i don't know what the rule is at the high school level but yeah yeah he gets hit on a three two count and they call him out Mm. so and that kind of yeah that was that was a big moment in the game yeah Um, nothing like having a playoff game yeah uh yeah there was it was uh it, i'll just say it was contested <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. by by many by many a uh a lot of voices highland park yeah highland park fan player and coaching staff um and i was down the line so i couldn't see it um but yeah so but anyways cleburne moves on um got some more good matchups this week um i think like i said earlier going to flower mount marcus and jj pierce Nice. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Friday, I'm going to catch uh, Lake Ridge versus Heath. Um, That'd be so, a good one. Yeah. So they, you know, uh, Lake Ridge has a couple 24 guys that'll end up on our list for sure. Um, and I'm excited to see those guys live. Uh, I don't know what the pitching matchup is yet, but should be, should be, there's good arms on both sides, obviously, and get another look at our guy Jet, who just keeps climbing up the draft draft rank how about that yeah how about that um but yeah he's he just you know continues to put up big numbers and and do all the little things right when scouts have seen him and um, i i looked like i feel like they started the year like nine and three and something like that they're 28 and four (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, because I, I remember like, oh, you know, they're kind of off to a slow start. Everybody was off to a slow start, you know, right. and I looked up and I was like, oh, my gosh, they're 28 and four. <laughs> they just don't lose. Yeah, uh, apparently. No, they they they're obviously well coached. Um, they play good baseball. They're mm-hmm. really good up the middle and they don't make mistakes. Yeah. So it can win you they a, don't lot, beat themselves. a lot of games. It yeah. does. And then, and, you know, they have a lot of returning experience on the mound and guys mm-hmm. that have been there with Johnny Lowe and Baylor Bauman. And now they've got Cade Sharp back in the mix, which is huge. Yeah. Um, nice to add that to so, the mix. Yeah, yeah. 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 So don't have him. And then Trevor Tranberg. I mean, they just, uh, they just got a lot of arms. Yeah. Um, Colin Adams. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Saturday, I have was... a chance to go deep. Saturday, I went to uh, went up to Lake Travis. Um, it was the first day where it was like, yeah, it's creeping up to triple digits on the old thermometer. Um, got to see Lake Travis and Vandegrift, and uh, I got another look at OJ Gonzalez. Um, 
who I've seen him have better stuff, but you look up and it's the seventh inning and he's got a shutout one hitter going basically, you know, ended up only giving up, uh, I believe three hits, maybe um, four strikeouts, four walks um, was up to 89 miles an hour. Just really competes um, really efficient. I think he was barely above 80 pitches as he got into the sixth inning. Uh, Blake Travis ended up winning that game three, nothing Cole Johnson with the big swing of the bat hit a three run homer over the left center wall. Um, he can pin, continues to really get to that power at a high rate. Academic team. Yeah. Academic yeah. Team Man, that academic team has produced uh, a lot, a lot of big time players. Um, but Lake Travis ended up winning uh, that series with that game. Caden Kent was asked to come in um, and with two runners in scoring position. Um, I love this because it was, it was a, the only slider he threw all game and he shook to it and struck a guy out. Like uh, just shows a lot of confidence. He just carries himself with a ton of confidence when he's out there, but um, Lake Travis moves on and, you know, Gonzalez has really had to step up for them with Luke Jackson being out and um, Ethan Calder has been pitching for them as well. And I, I believe Jackson Baker too, uh, but that Lake Travis team moves on and uh, OJ Gonzalez, man, it's uh, I think he's starting to, to pitch his way into possibly being in the, in the 55 consideration. And I, I know some deep, some big D ones have already extended a couple of offers. And I know he's, he's on the radar of a lot of programs um, I mean, he was Lake Travis's pitcher of the year for the regular season. I mean, he just he just throws a ton of quality strikes. And he's the same guy every single time he's out there, which we know the value of throwing quality strikes and just being that steady presence um, on the mound. But on the Vandegrift side, Brain Buchanan had one of the few hits of 2023. Uh, Bailey Commit that's on our 5-55 list. Um, Connor Freeman. Um, a junior lefty. His velocity was down. I know we had a we saw him earlier this year when he was up to about 86. He's only in the 77 to 80 range when I saw him. But tall, long athlete. Uh, I think he he's one of those guys that I think could could make a jump as he just kind of grows into his body, gets more comfortable with with the moving parts and gets stronger and things like that. But um, anytime you've got a tall, long, athletic lefty. Um, that that's going to be a guy that's going to have a chance to, to really blossom there. And, uh, and, and Jackson Lohr is a, another junior who plays um, outfield uh, hit at the top of the lineup from the left side. Uh, I, I liked his swing, you know, really active hands in the load, but he's able to do that because his hands are so quick and so strong that he kind of uses it as a timing mechanism. Um, I think that he's going to be a guy that that's going to be, they're going to have an opportunity to be um, recruited and especially somebody that we should probably keep tabs on this summer. But um, yeah, Lake Travis ended up punching its ticket to the next round. Um, you know, Vandergriff had a really good year. Um, you know, I, I saw them a couple of times. Uh, they've got a bright future there with, you know, all those guys I mentioned, Freeman, Buchanan, and, and Lores will be back again um, next year. But Lake Travis moves on, and I believe they play – so they play San Antonio Johnson, um, who I've seen as well, um, with Mason Bixby and, and Ryan Farber and a couple of guys there, uh, Casey Cunningham, Mason Cron. They've got some dudes – up yeah. and down that lineup. So that should be a really, really good one. I, I might make it out to one of those. I'm trying to figure out the pitching matchups uh, between that and uh, Smithson Valley and Austin Westlake. Um, Round Rock Westwood plays somebody, uh, San Antonio Clark, Clark in the area. Yeah. And then Georgetown plays Floresville, which I think I'm going to go see on Saturday. Um, get a look at our guy, Preston Freeman, who's on the, the 5 to 55 list. Nice. Uh, for there. And then see Georgetown again, you know, um, 
Riley, I think it's Leidinger or something. One, the yep. video I showed you that swing, yeah, man, you talk about a really good looking swing uh, from a sophomore. And I was um, texting with coach over there at Georgetown, and he's he's been he's been hitting the ball well and performing at a high level for them. And that Georgetown team just keeps winning games. Uh, they just figure out a way to win games. So a lot of really good matchups in the area. Um, it's nice to have a bunch of multiple ones. Um, kind of an Austin as these San Antonio and Austin teams kind of start clashing and, and meeting up in these matchups and things like that. But really excited. To have, and I got to get a shout out too to, uh, uh, I know this guy uh, listens a lot and he leaves us some really nice feedback and stuff. Um, Scott Pretty, um, his yeah. son, Connor, um, threw a no hitter um, yeah. in a playoff game from Lago Vista, sophomore right-handed pitcher. And uh, we retweeted the video, but we always talk about like, when you have a no hitter like that, there's always a play that keeps the no hitter going or you think back yep. to is like, that was the one that, that allowed this to happen. And we retweeted it there. So um, really cool moment for, for Connor, a guy that's been having a good season for Lago Vista as they they're in the playoffs. Um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's cool to see those moments um, and, you know, just the excitement and like, <laughs> those guys will never forget that they had a, a picture right. after the game, pitcher and catcher have grown up playing together. Like those guys will remember that the rest of their lives. Um, having pitched a no hitter in the playoffs. So, so shout out to Connor and, and congratulations on the no hitter. It's really cool to see that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, there's always a moment. There's always a player. There's always a moment. There's always something in a no hitter um, that kind of keeps it going. Like we talked about Reed Detmers, like he needed his defense for 25 of those 27 outs yeah. uh, last night. So uh, the defense was, was doing the job as well and helping him get, get to that no hitter. And then those guys shared that moment on the field. Um, afterward as well but yeah it's uh the weather's heating up but but so are these playoff matchups as well um a lot of a lot of um big time programs and big time matchups um this weekend i have to look at the uh, 4a thing i i haven't actually looked at like the bracket but i'm i'm trying to figure out when cal allen and sitton could potentially meet um because they're kind of they're like listed side by side on the schedule uh, Texas high school baseball.com, but I should have looked at the bracket um, to see, cause I'm, I'm curious when, when that could possibly happen. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm just kind of rambling on here, but looking ahead already, even though I don't have my schedule for this week completely mapped out yet, as I'm kind of waiting to hear back on some pitching and, and, and things like that. So um, yeah, exciting. It's going to be, it's going to be good. And uh as this what is this the area round i guess we first is by district and then i think there's like area or I, I don't know i guess it just goes on for for a little while i remember the official names but um i just know there's there's still a lot one, of one thing that you know it's funny one thing that's kind of stuck out to me over that first weekend of playoff games is that big time players show up for these kind of games yeah you know, and, and i saw that theme like all the way through the weekend um you know, for Rockwall, Braden Randall had a couple home runs. Mac Rose pitched well and hit. I well. saw. I swear, Braden Randall had like nine highlights. I saw on Twitter from like yeah, that he, series he, alone. He hit two home runs on Friday. Um, was just Jeez. you know he's just in the middle of stuff all the time. Uh, Pearson Reebok, you know he he just has a knack for getting on base in big situations. Yeah. Um, just he's one of those guys. Um, you know, like I said, Pompey made some plays. He got on base. Uh, Walker Polk with the double, um, Landry Fee, who's been big for Coppell all year, Ben Abel, even though he didn't get the win, um, he didn't get the loss and yeah. just 
pitched lights out. I mean, he was, he was as advertised. Um, and then you had Will Boylan, like I said, he, I think he got the, I think he got the win in, I think he got a win and a save in the series. Um, but I think, yeah, cause I think he closed it out on, on Saturday, but man, just, you know, uh, it just kind of a testament that the guys that really perform um, the big name guys that they show up when it matters. Yeah. Um, and, and so far through the playoffs, that's kind of been a theme for me. And that like, and I think that like, it's why us getting out to games matters so much because like mm-hmm. that's, that sort of stuff to me is, probably the most impactful thing like when we're thinking about players like it's one of the like we try to see good on good you try to see hitters against good pitching and that sort of stuff you don't always get it you know but um I mean that sort of stuff like really sticks with me like like you know we talked last time like Jason Vallette against Katie with district title on the line last regular season game for him like hits two homers two great plays in the outfield super fired up he's he's leading his team like that that'll like when I think about Jason Valiette next time when we do rankings everything like that like that's gonna be what sticks with me is like like in the to that point the biggest game of their season he was the dude like there was no no ifs ands and buts like he was the best player um on the field and it's it's also too like we can talk about tools and talent and and all that sort of stuff matters but like if it comes time and you're playing in these big games and you're not getting to those tools and you're not showing that skill and, and you're not rising to the occasion that sort of way, like, whereas you got these other guys that, that might not have the loudest tools in the world, they're still really talented players. And here they are just, just, they're in the middle of everything. Like that sort of stuff matters. You know, it's one of the reasons why, like, like Braden and Randall is going to move up our list in 23. Cause it's just like, every single time there's a big game or anybody sees them or anything like he's, he's impacting it. Like somehow like running the bases, hitting homers, defense, like whatever it is, like, like those are the types of guys that you, that you bet on, you know, cause it's just like when you're projecting these guys to jump in competition, there's going to be more stress. There's going to be, you know, you're going to see better pitching all the time. Or if you're a pitcher, you're going to see better hitting. And how do you handle all that in the environments and everything like that? Like, you know, these playoff atmospheres and stuff like that will give you a really good feel for, for who, who can probably handle that and, and who might struggle with it a little bit. I, I, I'm, I think this is correct. I've heard it from a couple of places, but I haven't officially verified, but I think jet had seven RBIs in the first inning. oh Oh, in the first inning oh my gosh yeah yeah so wow setting the tone (laughs) seven rbi in the first inning oh man that's uh yeah that's like a good month for for some players and and that's just a that's just a first inning for him so oh yeah that's a and yeah like he's a you know, he's one of the ones that like went out to area code and like guys were kind of struggling to keep their head above water. And he just steps in there. Like it's another game. Like that's, you know, you bet on those guys. Like that's, that's, that's a big deal. So I finally found a four, a bracket and looking down here. Um, so yeah, Sin and Cal Allen wouldn't meet for a while. It would be one, two, it'd be two more rounds. 
um, which means it's it's probably gonna happen um, at some point there. But yeah, that's uh, you know it's kind of fun to look ahead and and see uh, the potential matchups and things like that. But yeah, but it's it's you know it's, it's no coincidence that sometimes like you go out and see these big district games and things like that, and the same guys are in the middle of it. Like that's that's yep. that sort of stuff matters. I, I know I know when we sit down and talk about our lists and things like that, like th- that'll be the stuff that that sticks out to us. Like yeah, like. Right I, I mean, I went to this game and it's a rivalry game in district and, you know, stands are packed and, you know, he's mashing the ball in the biggest moments of the game. It's like, okay, right. that's, that's, that's a, that's a big, big sign for sure. But um, hopefully we see more of that um, this weekend in the coming weeks um, as, as the playoffs march towards um, march towards the, uh, the, the state tournament eventually there, which is what the first week of June, I think, or yeah. it's the last week of May or, no, it's um, in June. It's in June. It's in June. Yeah, I thought it was in June. So yeah, it's uh, it's heating up. It'll be hot. Uh, I already had a first instance of my phone overheating um, while I was trying to get some video. So it's that time of the year uh, for sure. So stay hydrated uh, when you're out there, and, and make sure you get your uh, make sure you get your sunscreen. Do you put sunscreen on every time you go? Um, no, but you I'm wear long great, sleeves though. I'm a long sleeve. Yeah. Guy. Like, Damn, just, like I've got to get, yeah, I, I don't like, I'll try I, to like, wish. You're going to, you're going to be sweating regardless. True. But so, like, I don't, yeah, I need, I, I will, I, I've started putting sunscreen on my face and neck. That's so I'm at, I didn't never do that before, but I have, yeah, lost, like, my neck, my neck and face. That's, that's, that's typically, um, just got to avoid ever taking your shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Cause <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. a bad look. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, I don't, I, yeah, it mine, looks like mine, it's photoshopped because of the yeah. different colors. So, mine will definitely, definitely stay on there for sure. But, uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? I don't excited to see um, some so, more good baseball. Yeah, yeah, this this last weekend was good. Um, it was good, and um, I don't know about you weather wise, but I'm I think I'm in the clear this week, so we won't have to play weatherman. Oh, don't say match, that, don't any say potential that. matchups or anything like that, but. Um, if you missed our last uh, podcast last Thursday, make sure you go check it out. Um, especially if you're a player or parent, you know, that's a senior that's, you know, wants to keep playing and maybe you don't have the opportunities that you were hoping for. Uh, we had TCS postgrad director Logan Harrington on um, last week to talk about their program and what they're doing at TCS postgrad and postgrad really good opportunity to, to keep playing baseball, go get, as much training and opportunity to play and work on your craft, work on your body, work on your, your mental stuff, maybe get ahead in the classroom a little bit. Um, really good opportunity to keep playing baseball and I encourage people that are maybe a senior that um, doesn't have that chance yet, but once one, um, I would definitely look into TCS postgrad and go back and listen to our podcast uh, with Logan Harrington, which you can find on Apple podcasts, on Podbean, uh, we tweet these out. Uh, you can see our beautiful mugs on YouTube. We publish all the video versions um, on YouTube as well. And <clears throat> if you're enjoying the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, you leave us a nice rating review. We'd re- we would appreciate it. Helps us kind of get out there a little bit more and get discovered a little bit more in those crazy algorithm algorithms and all that stuff. But that wraps us up for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following our coverage. Uh, We're going to be out of more playoff games this weekend. Uh, We'll have more to talk about next week. And until we talk to you all, take care.